Trashware. Circuit wound. What do these things have in common? Find out now. Yeah. <laughs> As myself and the Connellys talk to Jay Howard about gear. Hello. This is uh, going to be a little loose, <laughs> a little free form, because we haven't done these before. I'm sure we'll settle into a zone, but... We have. This is our second one. Second I know. One. We, well, we talked about contact mics and making gear with, with uh, right. Crank, but this is a slightly different thing. Is Whoa. this going to be loose like this big bag of ball bearings that's in front of me that I can't touch? <laughs> all right, all right. Put your hands in it now so you get it over <laughs> with. Oh, you need a right. ball oh, bearing ASMR. Oh, yay. Ball bearing oh, ASMR. <laughs> it sounds so good. Okay, I got some. Don't lose them. I won't. Yeah, you're going to be <laughs> slipping and sliding all over the floor. Tara was looking at the uh, ball bearings or commenting on the ball bearings. Jay was commenting on the ball bearings I put in the Verdant Weapons Dead Man's Line, and then Tara said she needed some ball bearings for something, so now she has some ball bearings. I lost my ball bearings. Yeah, it happens. And then when I, I – because they stuck to a magnet and that I yeah, was playing. These are steel. Yeah, and so then I didn't realize, and they all fell off the magnet, and then I vacuumed them up, and they sounded awesome. I was like, God, this we'll vacuum sounds that. great. Uh, well, there, we might, we <laughs> might have already done that, actually. Well, I just uh, threw no, some ball bearings in my pocket, so uh, I might be able to do there that now. There may be vacuum sounds on some future recordings of ours. All I right. call it my favorite toy. I love my <laughs> vacuum so much. It's a good vacuum. It's, it's, it's cordless, so you can really, like... Spill a handful of ball bearings and find them in your couch. <laughs> and, it's useful. And and we, Tara didn't get the memo. Trashware is not about like taking out trash. Or wait, it's not about trash. vacuuming and taking <laughs> out. A, wait, yeah. what is this about? What are we doing here? We're talking about gear. Oh. In fact, we've already been talking about gear, and then we hit record. Yes. I, yeah. Conley's were actually yes. being like record, 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 and Jan are like, yeah. So I don't know. I circuit bent this pedal, and oh yeah, I got like two of these, and I like this one, and this is the same. Anyway. <laughs> now we can actually do that uh, on <laughs> on the mic, I guess. Yes. Uh, so, Jay. Yes. Gear. Yes. You use it. It's true. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what, what, got, what did you get when you got started? You mentioned in our episode about uh, the third organ that you like had figured out you know obviously you need some distortion you already had some from being yeah. doing metal what'd you start with what did you acquire after that um well first i just you know used what i had which was obviously the metal zone oh classic <laughs> boss metal zone yeah yeah the boss metal zone everyone has one it's got an eq on it so you can dial the sound nicely yeah. and oddly enough i still use it to this day same one. Have you repurchased? I've had to repurchase because it actually got stolen by an ex-bandmate. Oh. Uh, that'll happen. Yeah. Pawned it. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. wow. Yeah. Classy guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So second metal zone. I rebought a metal zone. I know a lot of people are probably cringing. I could care less. Um, the metal zone is still amazing to me, just mainly because of, yeah, like what Gray said, the EQ. It's a good, I keep it at the very beginning of my pedal chain just to kick everything up. And then it just, the EQ on it is incredible. So you could almost do straight up filter sweeps with yeah, it. You, you can just, sweep mm -hmm. with it really nice. Yeah. And you just get dial in real lows real good. Well, it's and a parametric just, EQ. So you can set the frequency and the booster cut on it. Right. So you exactly. get, you get a nice range of sound. That's one of those things like a lot of the old four tracks have really great parametric EQs. Uh, like my Tascam has that, and the the amount of dialing in you can do on the sound is really fantastic. Yeah. So sometimes it takes a while to dial in like a tone 
you know, like a good, it sounds odd to say, but a good noise tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just because it's so sensitive too. Yeah. Like they're not big just, knobs. Yeah. And yeah, you just move the knobs just ever so slightly and it could change it completely. So I always keep that first. And from there, yeah, it's just, um, I started just buying more just distortion. Um, yeah, obviously went with the death metal. Yeah, the, yeah. the classic distortion also has a great EQ or boost on it. For, yeah, for the, the low end on it is ridiculous. It's kind of a requirement for harsh noise almost by this point. I I have two. I can't imagine not owning a death metal. It's one of those pedals that I got very early on as well. Yeah. It's, it's I don't know. It's funny because some of that stuff with guitarists, it's like, it almost seems cheesy or whatever, but I've also seen some like death metal, black metal bands with death metal pedals in their yeah. setup. Well, guilty. <laughs> I was in a band you know? in high school that um, we used the death metal pedal on the guitar, <laughs> and we just bought it for you know we thought it was hilarious, but we just we still used it. And like the the owner's manual had settings for like. Here's how you get na- to sound like Napalm Death. Here's how you sound like Carcass. So on and so forth. I don't remember the rest of the bands, but yeah. So the you know, so we got off on that. So you a were lot. like, we'll go halfway between Carcass. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what? So do you? You already had those were the two pedals you kind of already had. Yes. When you started. Yeah. What made you? Were you looking at other people's setups? Were you looking at videos? What? How did you kind of decide or figure out what you were going to get early on? It it was literally random chance. Um, one of my very early pieces of gear too um, was also a Digitech Delay Looper pedal. The, the yeah. PDS one oh oh two, I believe. Big blue thing with the, uh, two pedals. Yeah. yeah, the double wide blue thing that my parents got me when I was like sixteen or something like that. It was one of the first pedals I ever owned. Like, I had a distortion pedal when I was first learning how to play guitar, and randomly for, like, Christmas or my birthday, probably earlier than I was was 16, probably before that, they just randomly, hey, we got you a pedal. I'm like, cool. Like, you know, I'm barely learning how to play guitar, but meanwhile, I have this super weird delay pedal. Yeah, you can you can do loops and build loops on it. That was one of my, I borrowed one of those from a friend, and that was one of my earliest things. And you can make stuff that sounds sort of like early non or tape loop music. Like it yeah. is, it is this really great thing for making loops. And then you, it has a blend on it. So you can let some of the raw sound through or entirely the loop. And it's got a dry out on it. If I remember yes. it correctly, so you can work it into a feedback chain really easily and take loops off and reprocess them. But yeah, the best part, you can pitch it while it's playing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can speed it up and slow it down with the yeah, time. Say, say you say you catch a loop at when, it's at a fast sound and you just and it gets this really nice like de-resin because it's a digital delay so it's got whatever x number of bits in it and it Mm -hmm. you can you can hear the quality step down it makes it crunchier but especially if you're running it through processing it sounds awesome yeah and just like you get this slow motion gurgle going and it's perfect i still use still used to this day i still still use a single version of it uh i want one of the pds but i use the dfx 94 oh okay uh which has a single pedal but allows you to take a loop off something and slow it down. You have set delay times and there's a repeat mode. Um, it's it's sort of a, I would call it a budget version of it, but it's also a single pedal so I could take two of them in the space that I take one PDS-1002. Um, they eventually made one of those that has eight seconds on it. The, oh, the Jesus. PDS things, yeah. Cool. Eight seconds of loop time. 
<laughs> One of my old tricks, actually, uh, for doing stuff early on was I would use the DFX 94 and a meat box in conjunction. And once you would, you'd thumb buzz the cable and get it going through the delay and then loop that, run it through the meat box and run it back into the delay. Oof. And then you could take samples off that and pitch it down and you would get these like churning bass tones out of it. And it would be, it basically would be like a sub bass synth in two pedals that you could like, you could adjust the pitch knob to change the tone of it. It was really, it was a really, uh, I don't know. I haven't done that in years, but that was like a, early 2000s a straight up trick that i it's pretty much always yeah. used yeah it was, in fact even early hive mind stuff i would have those two sitting next to each other on the table it'd be it would be doing that <laughs> so jay it sounds like pretty early you had some you had a, you started with a couple pretty essential yeah. pedals without yeah. even really knowing that yeah. they were essential pedals yeah exactly like most of my pedals i ended up with without having the purpose of making noise with them they were bought for to use in bands on my guitar or something like that. And then I just happened to like, oh, this actually makes cool noise. <laughs> like um, the Boss PS3, another very essential pedal to the circuit wound setup. It has tons of different settings, but I there's two in particular that I use. One, it is a dual pitch shifter. In other words, it has two pitch shifters in it and stereo outputs. So you could send each pitch to a different output, two different chains. Hmm. So if you put it at the beginning, you could run two different chains with two different pitches, like run a low signal to one chain and the high signal to another. I love it. Yeah. So that's that's some that's some. I'm buying one actually. I've never I borrowed one before. The the pitch PS3 pitch shifter delay, right? Is this what this is what you guys were saying during the third third organ organ was using? Yeah. Yeah. He well he uses the third organ and MSBR used the one before it, the PS2, which I would assume is not stereo. I I believe it is mono. Yeah. Uh, You had really good stuff early on. I bought a Boss ME5 or 50 or ME6. There was a a multi-effects pedal that was like two oh, feet I've wide. Seen those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you could switch between bank. You could program banks of effects in somewhat of their routing, and then you could just switch between them. For pedal, you couldn't. You had to use buttons to change the values. So for like hmm. pedal noise stuff, it actually really was terrible. But I later on started using it for vocal processing and stuff. Um, it was. I mean, it's made for guitars. But I bought some stuff off Craigslist from someone, and it was like a. a DOD stereo phaser, okay. Uh, DOD compressor and a DOD uh, Supra distortion, or whatever the yeah, orange yeah. one. Uh, and that was that was what I that was like my first noise kit. I didn't. I just wanted pedals. I didn't know what I was buying. I just knew that <laughs> I needed some pedals. I'd been like circuit bending speak and spells and SK ones yep, and like cheap that. garbage yeah. that I could find at the thrift store, whatever kind of thing to make noise. But they didn't weren't giving me the sounds I wanted. And then I like had seen some footage of someone using pedals and was like, oh man, I need some pedals. I'm going to get some, I'm going to get some of those. And then I just bought like whatever off some guitar guy. Did you, if you're starting out at noise, you probably don't need a DOD compressor. It does no. not going to do <laughs> anything for your sound in the way you want. Later when you understand compression better or whatever, you might be able to use something like that. But it was useless to me. I sold it like shortly after. It just got, get rid I've of it. never used the compressor ever. And a, and a phaser. Uh, like it's a it can be a great effect it is not the effect you want to have in every pedal chain because it makes everything sound like phaser noise it's it's a simple modulation especially on a pedal it has a rate and depth so you set it and it goes much like a flanger it just takes things out of phase and that's all it does you can do it fast or slow 
but that's the, <laughs> that's the sound you're getting. So I feel like I, I started at a disadvantage <laughs> when I started buying pedals because I got some stuff that I would not say was usable. You got some stuff that's very like still in your setup today, mm-hmm. which yeah. is really nice <laughs> um, to, to get. I figured it out like a while back that I've been using almost the exact same setup since 2005. So your wow. setup, is it <laughs> is it internal feedback based? Do you have a sound source? Is, are you taking, uh, is it a pedal chain? Are you taking off an aux send? What do you have for inputs? What do you? Um, well, um, all of the above kind of. Um, what I start off with is one of those DOD resistance mixers. Okay, yeah. Four, four yeah. into one. Yeah, it's just simple volume controls and then one output for those. So what I have, um, there is a, a feedback loop coming out of the mixer going into one channel. And so in an aux send? Yeah, co- okay. pretty much. Um, another channel, I recently got a, uh, monotron delay, those little cork fuckers for okay. like 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little, the little guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like a single synth with a ribbon controller and a delay built in, right? Exactly. And it's perfect for what I want, you know, just fucking Sometimes weird you lasers. Yeah. Sound, yeah. And I love that he just turned around and picked one up off of Gray's shelf. Oh, that's the resistance mixer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the resistance mixer. yeah, yeah. Well, we mentioned we were talking about this before the mics were rolling, yeah. and that's that's how I knew yeah. exactly where it was. Yeah, in the studio here, I have a. I bought like a a, steel, a rolled steel rolling rack with like five shelves on it to put. All my pedals were sitting on like a wire rack and above eye level, so inaccessible. I had to look at the bottom and the shape and know which pedal I wanted to grab, kind of. <laughs> And so on a different shelf, I put this rack and I put all my pedals on it and kind of organize them by type. And uh, it's really convenient. And now I can just pull out a drawer and be like, okay, which distortion pedals do I need? Close the drawer. Okay, which modulation and delay pedals do I need? Pull out the drawer. Uh, oh, is that how they're organized? They are. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I have the uh, dresser drawer technique. Dresser drawer, yeah. <laughs> I, I, this, I don't have any uh, I don't have any article of... Uh, drawer furniture in my home there's no i have one outside that i store all my mailing supplies in that's like under a covered area that i got from some old roommate but i don't i don't have like a a dresser or anything (laughs) so i just got this shelf the shelving unit do you have an entire dresser is or is it just in your regular dresser are you like socks pedals yeah cables it's right below the socks (laughs) pants That's yeah. amazing. Okay. I Which love distortion that. am I going to put on today? That yeah. is fabulous. No, here, yeah, here's okay. how it goes. Okay, I need to. Okay, know. top shelf is gadgetry, <laughs> circuit bent stuff, weird sound making devices, like various bits and pieces yeah. of things. Yeah, that just happen to make sound. Mm-hmm. Um, next is a drawer that has small, like boxes that have small cables, pedal connectors, little power supplies, mm-hmm. things of that yeah. nature. Yeah. Next drawer, pants. <laughs> drawer below that socks and underwear <laughs> oh the bottom with the socks and underwear That's yeah you gotta great. go low with the socks and underwear low, yeah. and then you below that them. pedals amazing <laughs> that's amazing efficiency so okay so shirts are hanging in closets by the okay. way you can't that's where you're going I actually I leapt to that conclusion assumed you hung your shirts but no yeah. actually I wanted to continue with what your your setup was so you said you have you run two things so far yes. into that uh, what else okay the main source for circuit wound sound actually is a reverb tank 
a spring reverb tank that I actually, I mean, I'm definitely not saying I'm the first person to do this, but I, I say discovered because I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know about this before. Yeah. I was taking apart an old uh, amp head, like a head for like a half stack yeah. that I had. And it was busted up and I didn't know what was wrong with it. So I was just taking crap apart and I found the reverb tank for it. And I'm like, kind of shook it and it made that sound, you know, that springy metal reverby sound. I'm like, huh. And I noticed it had, it used RCA jacks. Pretty much universally there, there are RCA jacks. Every, wow. Everyone I've ever seen, I feel like. It's exactly. RCA yeah. Jack. Same here. So I'm like, okay, RCA jack to a quarter inch jack, plug it into pedals. Boom. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. This is it. <laughs> so yeah, Sold. that's, that was it. Yeah. Since, since uh, that was like 2004 or something like that. And that's, what's been the main sound source of circuit wound. Wow. <laughs> and, um, I used that same one for many, many years until I was actually playing as a guest member during a friend's metal band. Um, at one of their shows, they had me do noise on their album. So when they played the song live, they had me guest and I would do the noise with the song at this metal show and we were going hard and I was shredding on it and I busted the springs. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then I just had to buy another one off eBay or whatever. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) But that, so that's the main, and I was there a fourth because there's four. Is that, is there? Yeah. and there, what's the I, four, what's I, the fourth? I do not have a fourth input. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third order. So yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, those are Open the three inputs. Things. So then you run. So then you run that into Dude, one signal goes straight into the metal zone, and then into the rest of the chain. And what's the rest of the chain look like? All right. Um, <laughs> as far as what we've talked about, um, all of which, like I said, have not been bought for noise purposes, including also in the chain is a Boss DD20 delay, which is an absolutely insane delay pedal. Again, I bought that for guitar. I threw it into my noise setup, and it mm-hmm. works amazing. It has, like, ridiculously long delay times, which I use for, like, sort of, like, layering purposes. Mm-hmm. I think it has a total of 23 seconds. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's too much delay. Um <laughs> But the only pedal in that whole chain that I use, that I bought, which I switch out on occasion, that I actually purposely bought for noise, is a that um, there's a grunge pedal that goes in between a metal zone and the death metal, <laughs> which sometimes gets switched out with the infamous DoD buzz box when the time. F- feels right yeah. i think to me those four pedals are the classic noise pe- i mean yeah. those four it's grunge really funny. metal zone death metal and buzz box i know yes. nothing about pedals and i know all of those pedals yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a i'm sure you saw the, that series that jhs pedals did on the uh what jason lamb was yes the i watched was the that he talked about like the death metal and the, yeah. yeah he's like i don't know what this is for or whatever yeah <laughs> that's a cool I, maybe i'll link it when we post this up uh the, this little little blur this little thing about that era of dod and when the pedals went from just being like a boring gray phaser to being a death metal grunge buzz box because that was all kind of helmed by one guy and, and is mm-hmm. it is i haven't seen it but someone was telling me about it maybe it was you what isn't it do, isn't like buzz osborne in it and 
because the buzz box was supposedly created to like recreate like the Melvin's. I mean, that's the rumor, but, but, but there's then, a quote from him, but he's yeah, like, yeah, in, there's in, the that's quote. what I'm saying. Like, it, or there's, is it yeah. in that or is it something else? It's not, yeah, he's not in it, but the, the quote is just like, he, he, they gave him one and he was like, oh, and he hooked it up and he's like, do they really think my guitar sounds this shitty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if any guitar player, oh, well. There, I can think of one guitar player who used the buzz box for guitar. You, that would be me. <laughs> but other than that, I can't imagine a regular guitar player using um, a buzz box. Did yeah. you ever? Um, I do know of one, and it's a bass player, and I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure because I haven't seen physically seen the setup. But I heard it on an album. <laughs> oh, really? Ah. And it is the bass player for That's the Japanese sound. band Ruins. Oh, okay. Yeah, I cool. yeah, 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 real yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. kind of sense that they would yeah. maybe try to incorporate that here yeah. and there. Uh, the, I'll say right now, I had wanted a buzz box for years, and I finally got one last year, year before. Uh, and after all that time wanting a buzz box and hearing about its sound, I was a little disappointed in how I don't. It can be very, very good single use, but I find that when I start pairing it with other things and other distortions, especially, it sort of does one thing and that's it. Yes. That's actually why I stopped using it in hair police. Because what I, I I also use death metal was the first was the first only pedal I ever had. And again, kind of like Jay in a way of I didn't I didn't use it because I saw anyone else using it. I didn't use it. I literally went to the guitar store, tried a bunch of pedals that sounded the craziest. I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to get this. Yeah. So, so it wasn't like I saw a picture of someone doing it. I know I'm not the first person to use it, but kind of like you're saying, like yeah. I just didn't know that people would even use that. Yeah. Funny story about how I ended up with the buzz box too. I, again, I didn't hear about it, that it's a noise pedal or anything. Uh, at the time, Again, early 2000s, um, I was working at a music store. Um, I was working behind the counter and doing um, like guitar repair and, you know, just general stuff around the shop. They, They mostly gave lessons there and all that stuff. And there was this pedal behind the counter that looked like it was kind of taken apart. And I kept asking like the people who work there, what is this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No one knew for months. And then. One of the guys just like, dude, just take it. No one cares. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to try it out first, though. So I plugged it into one of like the little practice amps yeah. and just one of the pieces of shit guitars that is just sitting up there. And it's just, you know, it started doing buzz box things. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what? So, yeah. Then, I'll take that. Yeah. So off it went. <laughs> and yeah. no one ever noticed. Yeah. 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 No, no one noticed. Either, and if they did, they did not care. But I, but I, I think had the this, statute of limitations is probably it's passed definitely yeah yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you re- repair guitars? What else did you repair? Um, I attempted to repair violins, mandolins, wow. things like that. Um, it, this again, this is like twenty years ago, so yeah. I don't know if I could still do it, but I could still <laughs> repair a guitar very much so. Yeah, but yeah, but whatever they brought me, I just figured it out. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? So you got those pedals? What goes after the the distortion pedals? Uh, that's where I throw in the pitch shifter with the stereo outputs, and then they, those go into the delays. Okay. And, that's yeah. the, and then that's the end. That's it. Wow. And, and the, you've been using the setup for 16 years? Give or take, or 15 yes. 15 years? That's crazy. That's chain. <laughs> and yeah, and every once in a while, like I said, I'll switch out like maybe the grunge or the buzz box for I bought 
the DOD Extreme pedal because I could not find a DOD Corrosion pedal, <laughs> which is also a great, like, very powerful distortion pedal that could possibly only be used for noise. I can't think of yeah. any, I can't think of a guitarist who which would, we're just discussing the the extreme distortion is a corrosion rebranded. Yeah. The, the big pig is also the same pedal. Uh and that that's one of my favorite. That's the distortion I use more often than I, anytime I need distortion it's the first pedal I reach for. Yeah. Cage just pulled it out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. There's two so, of them in there. There's a stripped e- extreme and there's also a classic uh, corrosion. Although there's several paint jobs on the classic corrosion. There's a black one and a red one. They, they Ooh, I've seen the red one, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've the, the original corrosion is still eluding me. But what I ended up doing with the extreme, because I ended up using it less than any of the others for whatever reason, is I ended up circuit bending it. Because I'm like, I've never circuit bent a pedal before. I'm going to give this a shot. So I ended up with four switches on it that do various pulses of different pitches. One is like almost like a subsonic pulse, like almost barely audible, but you, you know you can see the speakers moving. <laughs> and some are just like weird oscillator sounds, and then you pair that up with like a high gain distortion, and it's pretty fun. <laughs> do you circumvent other stuff, or had you? Yeah, yeah. Do you still do that? Um, on occasion. What? Like so, what what did you start with, and what is your some of your favorite stuff to to circuit in? Um, yeah, like uh, what Gray mentioned earlier. Like I did a speak and spell, I, I still have. I've rarely used that on anything, but it's fun. I love playing with it. It's just the fun thing to just screw around with. It's also one of those things that sort of sounds. It's once you know what a circuit bent speak and spell sounds like, it generally is the thing it sounds like. That so exactly, yeah, you know it right off the bat. And um, I did a couple years ago. I circuited an SK one, but I I did it in a modular sense. I basically made a patch bay of RCA jacks, so each one of those RCA jacks could connect to any one of the other RCA jacks. So you could just connect any one of those things and just create endless amounts of circuit bending via patch cables. <laughs> and yeah, I. I, again, still use it like crazy. Say, that but, sounds fun. Do you use yeah. that in in recordings or live or or both or? Um, I've only no, I've never used it in circuit wound. Oddly enough, yeah, circuit wound does not use circuit bent devices. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried in the early days, and it just yeah, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it just didn't work at all for what I was going for. So, what I, do you use it for? Just just um, every once in a while, I do like experimental noise with some people. And I use it for like that because it works better in that way. Because yeah, circuit bent stuff doesn't really need a lot of effects or anything like that, in my opinion, anyways. Because they sound kind of cool as they are. Maybe some reverb or a little delay or something. Mm-hmm. So I usually use it when I'm doing more like quieter, like um, with a side band I play with called Bacteria Cult, which is more like free electronics kind of stuff. I use a lot of circuit bent stuff in that. Very cool. Do you circuit bend it all gray or? I used to. I don't really mess with it anymore. I'm, I've been more focused on like trying to build and design my own crude circuits and stuff. Uh, so taking something that's already done and messing with it, it hasn't been as big of a thing for me for, for a long time. Like I don't have any circuit bent pedals or anything anymore. Maybe a couple things I got from other people or whatever, but not, not really. Uh, Jay, do you have any like dream gear that you would like to get, but haven't, haven't, uh, 
plunked down on yet? Is there any any like legendary or weird? Like I know when I was starting the like the love tone pedals were always one oh of those, yeah so the love tone, tone pedals are cool. Yeah. Used to own one of those, but I, I got rid of it. Uh, but like, thir- thir- in a in a li- '90s live picture of Third Organ, he's he's, he's got a meatball. I think the blue and the gray yeah, one. Yeah, 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 it's really cool. Yeah. I had the Ring Stinger. It was the pink and purple one. Mm. Uh, I no shame here. I bought it because Taint used it. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> so it's an octave. It's an octave distortion, like the Fender Blender and a uh, ring modulator, and it took voltage control. I do have a, a knockoff Fender Blender here uh, that I that I still use to this day, but it's I feel like it doesn't work quite right. I wouldn't mind back-to-backing it with an original. <laughs> Doing a little A-B, see if it still works. Yeah, see, see if it works. <laughs> just see if it like actually sounds like the range on the knobs. Like Maybe someone used the wrong potentiometers on it. Maybe someone did, you know, put the wrong value in somewhere. And yeah. Or you like, oh, that chip's no longer available, but this one's a substitute, but it doesn't work quite right. Like that that stuff, you know, when you're making clones or someone might not have figured out the schematic right whenever that was. Yeah, built, yeah. So. Um, actually, there is one. It's, 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 a, it's a piece of gear I want back. Um, uh, in the early days, I had a Frostwave. Oh, the Resonator? No. The Funkaduck? Nope. Well, what else? I owned both of those. That's why I asked. Yeah, <laughs> I had the Blue Ringer, the ring modulator. Oh wow! Okay, which was amazing. Uh, like I, I've used other ring modulators since, and they're cool too. But that's the best one yeah. I've ever used. It has like it has CV input. It has like a blend knob. You know, so you could blend your clean signal in a great like frequency. It's it, it just sounded perfect. What happened to it? Um, I sold it when I was. You just you just thought ah, I'm not gonna use the knife. No, no, like, I, was, I was desperate for money. Oh, yeah, like I trust nice. me, I was sad to see it go, and still sad to this. Still day. sad yeah. to this day because I would love to have another one. I uh, I sold my Frostwave resonator when I got my MS20 because I thought, well, yeah, I don't I, need a filter now. I can run everything through the MS20. Yeah, <laughs> not realizing how valuable a standalone pedal size dual filter dual resonant filter is that takes cv like I, yeah i sold that and i was like well i still want a Frostwave pedal so i bought a funkaduck which is an envelope follower which i didn't need i'm not playing like slap bass in a funk band or anything yeah, like yeah. that like it's <laughs> it's i do use envelope followers and they're a cool thing but i did not need to getting rid of the resonator for that was a definite downgrade and now i still wish i had that as well the Frostwave and the love tone are two things that i've gotten rid of that i still wish i had hey what's a cv <laughs> controlled voltage oh okay it's like how uh oh like the like the is it like the vco like that old toxic voltage controlled oscillator yeah ah cool cool but yeah. some pedals take uh control voltage that you can then like you know it'll adjust the parameters basically it's basically like turning a knob but it'll do it automatically through the signal that it's sending so you can send uh like an lfo to it a waveform and it'll automatically do you know do that waveform or you can uh, send an expression pedal to it or you can send a trigger signal from an envelope to it or something else uh to make it do whatever it is you want to open up the filter or depending on how the thing's set up if you can yeah whatever um what what I was doing with it too, like I never recorded anything with it, but it was fun. Um, I have a Roland SH101, and it has a CV out. The so I plugged the the CV out from the SH101 to the CV in of the the, the the ring mod, the Blue Ringer. Yeah, and then ran a beat through it of a drum machine through the ring mod. Yeah, and then played the keyboard. <laughs> so the drums had a pitch 
It's like boop 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 So you so the so the drum beat was playing a melody basically. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that rules. I'm like, that's neat. I don't know what to do with this, but that's a cool trick. So SH one hundred and one is that was that your first synth? That your main synth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I've barely used the thing, but I love it to death. One of the finest synthesizers of all time. I have one here. I love it. Yeah. Is uh, it on circuit wound stuff or I've I've tried using it. It's but there's there's a couple releases that it's on. Very early stuff. But again, it wasn't what I was really going for. Mm-hmm. I so like you, that it's you kind of have stuck with your mission statement of what, what the project is, and it's like this is I use this setup, these are the kind of sounds I want, and this thing doesn't fit into that that picture. Yeah, this is my palette. Yeah. Also, it kind of so- it also kind of sounds like you do a lot of stuff that you don't record or use. Like you just literally like mess around with stuff. Oh, all the time like for, for the aesthetic like pleasure you, like, of it. You enjoy it. Yes, that's great. I have literally hours of recordings that I don't know what to do with just because I thought it sounded cool. <laughs> and you may never. You just maybe. it might just be for you. Or you're, yeah. You're right. Yeah. 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 Maybe one day I'll I'll put out something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you record just... when you like whenever you're jamming. Do you generally hit record or do yes? You, yeah. To be better at that, <laughs> but there's definitely been times where I did not, yeah, and then I regretted it, you know, because I'm like, oh, that one thing was really cool, yeah, absolutely. I, like, how do I find that sound again? Always yeah. press record, always press record. Should be the podcast motto, too, because we talk about cool stuff and then I forget to hit record all the time, yeah, <laughs> especially just, after we finish. We should just have like 24 hour recording, 24 hours, just, just a live stream, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous. Cool. Uh, what uh, What do you like about using gear and using your setup? Is it is it uh, a familiarity thing at this point? Keeping it all kind of yeah, the same. It, it, yeah, there's definitely a familiarity, especially because using this setup for so long, I know exactly what everything does. When I turn a single knob, I know exactly how it's going to affect the rest of the chain. Mm-hmm. I know every, like, I turn this pedal off, and when such and such other pedals are on, I know exactly what it's going to do. So there's not a lot of guesswork in, in what, what I'm doing. Right. It's like, I was like, oh, shit, I fucked up. You know, there's no, no. It's every, everything is intentional because everything you know is intentional because I, yes, correct. And out your set comes off that way. Like we, you yeah. know, last time we saw you a few months ago, it, it was one of those things. It just was like, Oh man, like every movement like felt purposeful in a good way. It all flowed in this way. It's like, he knows, what, he knows think, what he's doing. I yeah. think it was one. I think at one point I did turn to turn. I'm like this, we're watching someone who is in full control of their game. Yeah. We told, so yeah. is there, when you go to a show and it's somebody who's like maybe new to, to their pedals or their equipment, is there, are there any like common mistakes that you see? Um, or something that irritates you? Maybe a, maybe a pedal that's annoying. <laughs> I don't like the Digitech death metals. <laughs> People use those just because they're easy to find. They're like, no, find the DOD. It's, it's still cheap. Does it what sound different? Pro- or you just don't like it aesthetically? A little of both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used hardly any of those Digitech sort of, you know, once DOD switched over kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but now they're doing DOD again, but in the small small format. I actually found a, a pedal that I really, really like that is uh, one of the new DOD pedals. And... Yeah, they reissued the meat box. Oh, I, I got that, <laughs> but I grabbed a Carcosa Fuzz. Oh, yeah. It how is, is that? 
the meat if you put a meat box in a Carcosa fuzz, you have a better buzz box. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, because I remember seeing the Carcosa still pretty cheap. I read a ton of, I think I got mine for like 60 bucks. I read a ton of reviews, but they're all from guitar guys and yeah, guitar yeah. guys and fuzz pedals, right? And almost all of them were like, this thing's great. You can dial so much. You've got a huge range of sound. And then a couple of them didn't like it because of like whatever reason. And I was like, I'm going to, I don't own any fuzz pedals. I'm going to get a fuzz pedal. I'm going to get this fuzz pedal. And it, I, I was like, I was actually out of town when I, I ordered it. I was just like looking at, you know, drunk buying something or whatever. <laughs> the, the best buy. The best yeah. buy. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that thing showed up and I hooked it up that day and I was like, oh, it's, it is rat nasty. It is really a ripping fuzz. Yeah. Let me see this here. Did you buy you a, see what it's did sitting you buy next a used to? Is or the, new? Yeah. I bought it used. Yeah. I think they're a hundred bucks new. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got it's got that mode switch on it, and it's got a uh, that mode switch actually does a lot. And the the actual uh, there's like a blend knob. Let me see this real quick. Yeah, the, there's a there's an output level, and then there's a before and after, and these really shape the sounds. And then this is a just the high cut, and oh, okay. you can really tweak it with that. But this is sort of two different. Uh, I can't remember exactly how they phrase it, but it's two different modes on here that do sound very distinctly different. And then just turning one of the like one of these two knobs this much is is really good. One of the the before or after knob, and then the output level. I don't know that I've ever actually had it dimed. It is so loud. It's really <laughs> really a loud pedal. Um, highest recommendation for me for a DoD Carcosa fuzz. Seriously. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna look into that. <laughs> if for you're sure. looking for a new nasty fuzz pedal, I, I think it's a good one. I am. It, it gives you the 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 meat box sending sub frequencies into it, and the the fuzz on the Carcosa running through running through speakers. It gives that like speaker shredding fuzz sound. With, yes. with heavy low end presence. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's a good sound. <laughs> Is there anything? That's in your immediate future that you're looking at grabbing. That's like not necessarily rare or anything, but something like I've been. I w- I'm going to grab that pretty soon. Or is there, are, you, are you? Um, there's nothing really right now that I'm after. Besides like, maybe I'm, that that new. Yeah, 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 apparently, yeah. Apparently, I'm getting a Carcosa fuzz yeah. soon. <laughs> um, no, unfortunately, like I, I love buying gear. I love new gear, but it's like I got to think practically too. You know, so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I could buy this cool pedal that does this, but then it's like, okay, cool, it does that. What you know, I already have a pile of gear that I don't use for anything other than just sitting around my house making cool sounds with, you know, <laughs> which time is fun. A, time for a new project. Do yeah. You, exactly. Do you have a lot of synths? I have a few. Yeah. Yeah. What synths you got? Um. Yeah, I SH-101. got SH one hundred one. Yeah, Roland SH one hundred one. Um. My friend Eddie gave me a um. Uh, what, what what's that um Italian company? It's a giant analog synth. Oh, I'm trying to remember it. It's been like I think a fuse blew out of it. It died. It's oh, a we, monster. The thing weighs more than my car. We can fix wow. it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll video what, what, it. Bring it over. No, right? I want to see this. A Krumar. Oh, Krumar. Yeah, a Krumar okay. Stratus. Strat is it a string synth or is it a um it's a it's it's an organ synth. Yeah, okay. But then it has a blend for like spaced out cool, you know. Wow. Yeah. So but yeah, the thing is yeah, it's ridiculous. It's huge. <laughs> it's heavy and it's yeah. So <laughs> and I have a ton of like MIDI gear. But you know, not any yeah. cool synths, just stuff that does strings and pianos. No, no, and no. MIDI synths are awesome. <laughs> I used to not be of that opinion. I used to be, you know, modular synth, voltage control stuff. I the, the more I got to learn MIDI, the more I fell in love with it. And it's like 
you can use it for simple stuff like sequencing, but like this, one of the main things in my rig for not for hive mind, but other projects I've done is, uh, this Roland JV 2080 and it's, yeah, yeah. A cre- it's, you can have, it has 64 voices and 16 banks of patches or presets that you can use, but you can reprogram them and adjust them and take parts out of them. Um, it's a Rompler synth that it goes on like based on uh, like sampled waveforms to make mm-hmm. sounds. And it, it gives, it has so many awesome sounds in it. And then you throw a distortion on it and it sounds great. And it's like, it's literally just like a two U rack unit. It's not sexy. It doesn't have a keyboard. Yeah. It has like a LCD display and a knob and some annoying little buttons. Yeah. But it, I, it would definitely not be on the chopping block. If I were getting rid of gear, I would keep that. Yeah. Thing probably yeah. I, I definitely got one of those too. Oh, yeah. it sounds cool yeah. for not one of those oh, exactly, yeah. but like one of those that's like, this sounds amazing. I don't yeah. know what to do with it. Like it does really good, like dark ambient. Yeah. Yeah. This, <laughs> you can just good tape a key down on. on this thing. It sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. You just hold down a key. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I don't know. Some, some MIDI gear is, I, I used to kind of scorn it and now I'm fully like, no, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I have never noticed that oscillator thing up there. Oh, yeah. That came from uh, the University of Michigan's property disposition, if you guys remember that. Oh, place. yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Where it's stuff that the college was getting rid of, they would sell Heck cheap yeah. at a, basically a warehouse. You would just have to go visit and hope that there was cool stuff there. Uh, I think I got a reels reel there, a bookshelf, a f- couple filing cabinets, and a, a general radio oscillator. Uh, it's a, It's cool. Romero has the same one, I believe. Very cool. Yeah, I think I've seen him use that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he has, he has that. I think he also has the uh, filter queen, the thing sitting up on top mm-hmm. of it, that green guy. Yeah, yeah. Somebody we should talk to Gear about since he builds a lot of his own. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's got those mystery boxes, man. I, I am privy to know what is in a couple of those mystery boxes, and they're pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love he just shows up with like a large black project box with like a rubber grip on the bottom of it. And you're like, what is that doing? Yeah. Oh, it's vibrating now. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Awesome. So cool. Yeah. I don't know. Just a little gear chat for anyone who's curious. I don't know. Hopefully that's interesting to people. If not, I don't know. Tell us. We'll never do it again. It's a great gear chat. I was, Tara and I are fascinated because we just seriously know nothing about this. So it was so fun hearing you guys talk about this. Hell yeah. I can't wait to do more. I want to do this with with so many people. Yeah. I think we should definitely work this into the repertoire. And yeah, Yeah. I hope uh, the people listening found it interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then you guys can talk about, um, Locks, if you want, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that. that's a whole nother podcast. We blew, we blew that one out before y'all got here. Oh, yeah, I can't that's believe a, you didn't amazed. record it. That's I'm whole... really annoyed. A H R. Always hit record. All right. <laughs> cool. Thank We're you all, everybody. Thank you. Heck yeah. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years. By Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise. <laughs>